Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hello there, everybody. How are you doing? How was your week? How was your Friday? Or whatever day you happen to be listening to this episode on. Day. Right, right off the tongue, isn't it? Just slips right off the tongue. Welcome back, everybody. Standing Brothers Show, episode number 152. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. Well, we have a lot of good things to talk about today. Um, a, lot of, a lot of exciting things we want to mention today as well. I've um, got a few ranting things to mention. And... Um, yeah, got some things, got got some stuff. The stuff needs to be talked about, needs to be mentioned, and and you know what, you're in the right place for that, isn't That's that right. right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Joe, how was how has your week been? How how's it been? It's been great. It's been uh, it's been a very good week. It's the uh, it's Masters week, so I've been glued the TV all week, watching practice rounds. Uh, it got it was kicked off yesterday. And, uh, Do you kick off golf? Um, uh, maybe. Is that how it works? You just kick no. off the golf? No, but uh, no, it's it's going to be a good year. It's going to be good because the peoples are back. The, the, the they call them the patrons, uh, which is you know whatever. But it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Tiger's back. He's going to play. Hey, hey, that looks good. Um, I had a great week. I am uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I am doing great. Um, finding the motivation to finish school strong is very difficult. Um, so much so that in one of my classes, I got a 70 on a test. And I think my teacher said something along the lines of, hey, you can take it again if you want to get a get a higher score. And, of course, this is a test that I haven't studied for, never, never even read the material for. I just completely winged it. Um, and seeing that my that my average in the class did not drop below an A, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Yeah, why? Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I got three, I got less than three weeks to go for the semester to end. Uh, we are just, um, you know how, you know how, um, for anyone out there that's seen Paul Blart Mall Cop, I'm, I'm going to use an, an analogy. Whenever he's doing the police training course and he passes out and slides to the finish line, that's what we're in at. We are, we are, we are, we are in that comatose sliding phase towards the finish line. <laughs> Um, there is no motivation. If, if I make it, we, we know we're making it to the finish line. I, I, there's, there's literally no chance of me failing in my classes unless, uh, an act of, um, God happens. Uh, but we are just sliding all the way to the, to the course. I know in that analogy, he doesn't actually finish the course, but just, just play along with me on uh, this bad one. Bad analogy there, dude. Bad analogy, Jacob. Bad analogy. Uh, I am unsubscribing now. Unsubbed. 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 Um... Got some big things. Big things I want to talk about. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is: Can we get a round of applause for baseball coming back already? Yeah. Can we get a round of applause for baseball? Good lord, we had our first day of baseball yesterday, and boy, was it a doozy. Um, we had some great games going on last night. Um, Astros beat the Angels in the first um, in the first game there, and I don't know what Otani did. Um, I'm trying to pull up what he did. He, you know. You know, four innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts. That's, you know, yeah. I've seen better. I, I've seen better. Um, what's funny, though, is that how he's credited as the DH. But he pitched. 
So I don't know how they're uh, they're but they're having a hard time. Um, they need to update on how they on scoring. how how they scoring people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Astros played. Ash beat the Angels, and then you have um, Guardians and the Royals last night, which I did watch at work. I watched the game at work, and it was funny because. The Cleveland broadcast kept referring to them as the Indians about half the oh, time. You love to see they it. they were like you know so and so came up, came up came up in the Indians organization and they didn't do one of those things where they immediately said Guardians afterwards to like say hey no this is not what, this is what we're actually called now uh, no they just kind of just went with it um, but they unfortunately lost to the Royals three one Shane Bieber looked good but not good enough. Um, you can tell that a lot of starting pitching made these first two or three starts are going to be sort of warm-up start still because Which spring the, was so it's short. The, it's the first month of baseball. It's basically the warm-up act. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, he only went 70 pitches, only went four and two-thirds innings. So well, that's basically just like a normal outing now. Is It has to be under 100 pitches. Possibly. And then uh, Braves lost 6-3 to three to the Reds at home in their home opener. And uh, Adam Wainwright went out against uh, Pittsburgh and pitched a gem, uh, okay, a, a so, five hitter at so, forty so, years old. No, no, no. So I watched the opening ceremony for the Cardinals. That is possibly the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They decided to bring out all their legends players and all the and all the, the the starting lineup out on trucks, and they paraded <laughs> them around the whole diamond. What do you mean, like legends? Like Stan Musial came out? I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Like all the retired players. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they brought out like Tony Larusa and uh, Joe Torre and all these guys, but they 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 all rode out on um, uh, convertibles, and then all the players came out on trucks. The whole thing must have lasted an hour and a half. That it was just, the most ridiculous. That's just thing. Cardinals baseball. For so you there. I I had the I had the split screen of the TV. So I had the Masters on one side and this on the other side. And me and Johnny were watching it. And it's just like, oh Johnny, look now they're on trucks coming out. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The most ridiculous thing that that the that's most the single, ridiculous thing I've ever seen. The single most ridiculous thing I've ever seen was that. It was, it was about an hour and a half too long. I, opening day ceremony should be like you know twenty minutes long. Hey, bring out the lineup. Here's some new guys. You know, it's, you know, it, you, the the managers exchange the uh, lineup cards. The umpire says, "All right, boys, play ball," and that's it. Isn't that just isn't that just every game ever? Yes. <laughs> okay. It should. You should. Yes, you could do a little something special for opening day, but it shouldn't be to that level of just stupidity. Okay, that's fair. I dropped that um, today. The big game happens though. Yankees Red Sox 105 first pitch. Garrett Cole versus Nathan Avaldi. It's gonna be an absolute uh, spectacle. I'm trying to figure out how to watch it on my phone because I won't be here today. But I'm watching tomorrow's game. Um, it starts at one, right? One o'clock. Yep, yeah, one o'clock first pitch. In New York, that's the game. Look, honestly, uh, we had some baseball yesterday, but today's opening day. Come on, let's just be real. <laughs> today is really opening day. Um, so much so that my email said that today, welcome to opening day, because they know that I'm a Yankees fan. Because um, today is really opening day. Come on, let's just let's let's just, let's, let's just be frank for a second. Um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for baseball to be back finally. Um, as much as I love other sports and I watch other sports throughout the year, baseball is my mecca it is my uh, sport of choice that i go and watch and i am thrilled to be back and i think we had a, we had think think we had some good first games to get kind of cracking and of course today more you know I, I, for some reason thursday has like a little bit and then friday is when everybody plays but then that makes saturday i, I don't know maybe the more marquee matchups are on thursday cuz that way they have that day off period it's a little weird for the 
for the for the three game set. Um, <clears throat> but you know, um, whatever. I'm excited. Got a got a small little rant. Got I'm, a, got a, I've, I've got a small little rant. I have not heard this gripe from you about baseball. Normally, it's me griping about baseball. It's not about baseball. It 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 it, it, it involves baseball. I got a small little grant. Baseball, gripe. Jace. Okay, so last night the Atlanta Braves celebrated their opening day at home. And, of course, they had, you know, the World Series banner go up, and everyone was happy about that. Look, I I have long stated that the 2021 World Series, um, I did not care who won as long as it wasn't the Red Sox or Astros. So if it was the Braves or Dodgers, I would have had the, the same exact reaction um, to either one. I just I, – I, people said, Jacob, who are you going for? I said, I am not going for the Astros. That means, are you a Braves fan? No, no that's not what I said. No. I'm not going for the Astros, and I'm not going for the Red Sox. So there you go. That is my position on this. Um, look, they won. Congratulations. Um, but there's something a little stipulation now in the past. Um, since the year 2018, we need to have a little talk at Atlanta. Atlanta and Georgia sports teams in general. We have a little sit down and chat. Let's just all sit down. I have a nice little circle. We're a sit down. A little sit down. A, like, a little fireside chat, okay? Like a, like a mafia sit down. A mafia sit down, okay? All right. So in the year 2018, um, Atlanta United won the MLS Cup. Now I get, I understand MLS when it comes to professional sports rankings is is down to near near the bottom. I understand Almost that. Almost non-existent. Almost non. I, I get it. Okay. Understood. Um, and then last year you had the Georgia Bulldogs won the no this year sorry this year the Georgia Bulldogs won the um, the football thing the national. <laughs> The national, I the, wanted to say BCS, but I know that I know that's that's a, not a thing anymore. So the national <laughs> championship for college football, the college okay? football thing. And then uh, last year, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. So, um, it it, it Georgia has um, other than hockey because there's no hockey team here in Georgia. The only things that can be achieved for Atlanta and Georgia sports are a Super Bowl and an, an NBA Finals. Now. There is this long meme when it comes to Atlanta sports and Atlanta sports fans that, oh, we're a cursed city. Oh, we never win a championship. Oh, whenever their team gets knocked out at mid-playoffs. Mid oh, there you go. That's, that's an Atlanta team what, sticking true to the city. Sorry, those arguments are no longer valid. You can – now that you have a World Series – a MLS Cup and a national college football championship, you can no longer say whenever the Braves get knocked out first round this year, if that happens, oh, but there you go. There's a typical Atlanta team. You won or, last year. Or whenever the Falcons make it to the Super Bowl and then choke. Oh, but there you go. Another Atlanta team choking in the big game. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. You have you, you have lost that argument. If If Atlanta United lost at the MLS Cup, Okay, if Georgia choked to Alabama, okay, if if the Braves blew that that three games to one lead, okay, I could see a point. But here, no, I'm sorry. This Atlanta cursed argument is dead. It needs to die. And it's to the point now where if I hear it again, I'm be like, no, 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 no. You just won two of the major championships in sports in the last six months. World Series and um, National Football Championship. Sorry, you don't get to use that argument anymore. 
The only the only city now I think that can use that argument is Cleveland. Let's just be real. Cleveland is the only city left in America that I think can be like, yeah, we're a cursed team. We're a cursed cursed city. What about Milwaukee? What Milwaukee has the Brewers and um yeah. What the um, Green Bay Packers are in Milwaukee, but aren't they, they? They they haven't won a Super Bowl, I don't think. But look, let's let's be real, okay? Wait, Green Bay other is than not the Milwaukee. Cavaliers. Yes, Green Bay. Yes, Green Bay is in Milwaukee. Hold on, the Green Bay Packers play in Milwaukee. I'm telling you. Yeah, they. Oh no, yeah, they play in Wisconsin. Okay. S- 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 same same. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, it was Wisconsin the, the, the state? Um, no, like Cleveland. Other other than the other than the Cavaliers, which the Cavaliers won what in 2000. Hold on. The Cavaliers won in, what, 2011, 2012 when they won? Because it was the last time that LeBron was there. It's the last time they actually won. The 2007 is what it's saying. Yeah, so 2007. Okay, so they're coming up on pretty... Uh... Oh, no, sorry. They got they, they lost that one. Anyways... <laughs> Um, no, the other than the other than, than than the Cavaliers, which have seen success whenever um, LeBron was there, uh, the Indians haven't done crap. Um, they, they they made the World Series in 2016, and the Browns are, are well, they're the Browns. And then you can even point to the larger Ohio area and say, okay, um, other than Ohio State, they haven't done any success. Like other than Ohio State, there has been no they success. Done any success? Okay, the Columbus Crew, Columbus Crew, Columbus Yellow, um, um, Blue Blue Jackets haven't really done a whole lot. So, look, Atlanta, you had your run and you had a a, a legitimate seat at the throne when it came to cursed city. Um, it's over now. Come back in like I don't know twenty twenty thirty two. I will allow you to retake. If you have not won a championship in, 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 in 2032, come back, and I will be happy to re-gift you the cursed city. Um, but, yes, this whole argument of, of oh, my gosh, we choked. What a what a typical Atlanta team choking in the big game. It, 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 sorry, that all argument is null and void, and I'm going to call it out every time that I hear it. Um, even whenever the Braves lost last night, oh, there you go, back to their old ways. <laughs> <laughs> are you proud of them for winning or not do you think they're a world series caliber team or not you can't be like oh they lost to the reds there goes the season no 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 nope 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 and nobody nope nope not having it do you concur with this sentiment this this rant this hot take I, uh, I i really don't care about atlanta sports because i'm not really a fan of any atlanta sports maybe besides the Atlanta United because we have season tickets um but I, I couldn't care less about the Braves the the basketball team and, and the football teams the basketball team uh, I could really care less honestly you wouldn't even know the Hawks were an Atlanta team if the if the if the, if the name wasn't plastered all over the, the uh it's not the State Farm Arena anymore is it something uh it's something else yeah I forget no no it's, it's I think I was thinking of Phillips Arena. It used to be called Phillips Arena. Now it's called the State Farm Arena. Um, But I I don't care. And it, it, Atlanta sports fans and just Georgia sport fans in general just so are so obnoxious sometimes. 
Uh, I almost hate going to church on Sunday after the 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 bold dogs win on Saturday. Cause like, did you see the game last night? The dogs won. They pulled out. They they showed that Nick Satan who's boss. I'm like, I, I don't. I, I don't you know, care. my my all time favorite. I don't care. My all time favorite was I went to work after the Braves won the World Series. And people were like, oh, did you watch last night's game? Did you watch? I'm like, no man. No one cares about last night's game. I was like, man, you know what? I stayed up all night to watch it. Um, I thought it was a good back-and-forth matchup. But ultimately, the team went with the better. Like, you, you, you would have thought that the team that had the better defense would end up winning. But sure enough, I mean, like, the Canucks pulled it out. And and, <laughs> and they beat uh, Toronto at home ice. I it was, in, it was incredible. And they're like, what? I went, what? Huh? <laughs> what, game, what game did you watch? Not even going to lie. I did end up watching Canadian. I, I the night the Braves won the World Series, I watched more Canadian hockey than I did World Series that last, that night. I was like, I was like going back and forth. I'm like, yep, okay, yep, yep. All right, this Canucks game's a lot more. I think it was the Canucks. I think it was the Canucks and the Maple Leafs. I think it was the game that night. Don't quote me, but I think, I think that's what it was. Well, we will. Anyway, um, <laughs> someone's gonna run the co- comment. I, I, actually, it was the it was the Calgary Flames versus <laughs> versus the Edmonton Oilers that night. Jacob, you're a liar, imposter, unsubscribed. <laughs> actually, Toronto didn't didn't even play that night. <laughs> Look at if you if you have, if you have the, the time and dedication to go back to last year's hockey game and then and then correlate that with the time that the Braves were playing, uh, you have more time on. I want I want the amount of time that you have on your hands. Can you give me some of that time? Actually, actually, it was the Kings actually, versus the Sabers. It was the Kings and Sabers, and they were playing on different ice due to, due to COVID regulations because so and so and so and so got COVID. <laughs> Why don't you know all this for your show? You're so. I'm professional, Jacob. Unsubscribed. Uh, first of all, not a sports show. <laughs> not a sports show. Not a sports show. We are not sports people. We enjoy watching them, but we are not sports people. Like, for instance, baseball. I don't know the stats of any of the players. I don't know where the, what college they went to. I don't know their, their best pitch that they throw. I don't know what their launch angle is. I don't know any of that crap. I just like to watch the sport. I'm not overly invested in it as to where I know all this individual stats and this little, you know, little tiny bit of information. I don't care about any of that. None of that. None of that is important to me. I just like to watch the sport. Um, but anyway, um, so you know, you can you can be mad at me all you want, there, keyboard warriors. Oh, we're mad. Oh, oh so we're mad. You can be mad at me all you want, but I don't care. Anyway. Next topic. Moving on. Next question. Next question. So I wrote about this on my Substack, which, by the way, if you have not subscribed to the Substack, good lord, what are you doing? What's wrong? What with are you? you? Do- what, what is wrong with you? What are you doing with your life? I post great content on there every single week, including guys, a brand new album review, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Hello, hello. Go read it. It's a great record. Go read it. Hello. McFly. Read the record? Read the review about the record and then go listen to the record. Because some people were like, oh my gosh, I love Random Access Memories. Yeah, which favorite song? Um, Get Lucky and We Just Have to Dance. Do you like... The um, two singles? <laughs> the, 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 yes, the two, <laughs> yes, the two singles from the album. I love that record so much, even though it's like an hour and a half long and I like the two songs on it. No, go check out the record, go read the review, and then go listen to the record in its entirety like a human being. Not like someone who's like, I go to the top 40 hits and I only listen to the singles and then the record the record could be crap, but I like the single. 
um, and then I give it a great review on all on an um, album of the year or something. Which oh, which by the way, I do have an album of the year account now. Uh, I will try to link that somewhere down below. I don't know. I'm still figuring out that whole uh, network system um, right now, but. I'm posting some hot takes and some music um, ratings and reviews. So if you want to see my opinion on your favorite record and see it get a one or a zero, um, congratulations. I'm trying to find witty things to post for obviously bad uh, um, albums. Like I did I did a, a album rating and review for the one Luke Bryan album that I'm familiar with because it was played um, on repeat at one of my old jobs. So yes, I've actually listened to the record. So people who were like, oh my gosh, what a terrible record. Have you listened to it? Well, you, you, no. Mm. I have listened to the whole record through many times. I probably know it better than you do. Um, and this is not by choice. But you can go check that out there. It's just Jacob Standridge, all one word. And then I have um, it's Ricky, Va- Ricky Vaughn. Um, it's a wild thing as my cov- as my picture to kind of remain a little bit an- anonymous on the internet. But, but you still use your real name. I still use my – well, for as long as they know it's not my real name – so here we go. So I um, posted a an album review. Go check that out. But here we go. Um, the big story coming out of this week is that um, um, Elon Musk, Tesla CEO, SpaceX CEO, um, insert anything else that he's doing. Uh, former the, PayPal dude. Former PayPal bro <laughs> is now the largest. Doge coin in chief. Doge coin in chief. Yes. Um, the Doge father himself. Is now the largest stakeholder in Twitter. Who would have ever thought about that? Um, yes, Elon Musk now owns two. Uh, sorry, now owns nine point two percent of Twitter. Which, to put in perspective, many people are like, "Oh my gosh, it's just a small amount." And then this is coming from, some, from someone who owns like seven stocks in Coca Cola, and they're like the next Warren Buffett. <laughs> um, even though they understand that, that that seven shares of Coke is like infinite infinitely small um if you want to go and just see how much uh, how many shares of twitter that uh, uh that elon musk owns you, you, there there is a place you can go a i don't few million right i don't well it's, it's probably more than that you can probably look at the SEC. there's there's well what you can do is you can go on any brokerage account and they'll tell you shares outstanding they'll tell you how many shares are are, are out there and then you know just do 9.2 percent of that it's several hundred million. I can tell you right now. It's several hundred million. Um, but yes, now he is the largest stakeholder in Twitter. And I, I wrote a piece about this, kind of giving my thoughts, and I want to expound upon them more here about this move. Uh, to put things in, in perspective, uh, the former CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, only held about 2%, which, I mean, 2% of a company in this the grand scheme of things is kind of a lot. Like, you have a lot of say if you own even even 1%. That kind of puts you on the board, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it depends on how much you own and stuff like that. But to put this in perspective, too, um, Vanguard Group, which is an investment firm, investment conglomerate bank, kind of like a Goldman Sachs or um, – Spider. He owns seventy three million shares. Yes, yes, yes. Seventy three million, and then you could just multiply that times the the um, market price. Yeah, current value market price. But I I don't know if he paid market price for them. I don't know. No, because I looked at some articles and they were saying that he had started purchasing um, through SEC filings. He had started purchasing this back in January. Okay, so this has been a long time coming. Um, But you know, um. Vanguard Group, which is typically, if you go look at companies, large, 
multinational companies, technology companies, all these other companies, and you look at the top shareholders, usually it's one of these groups. Usually it's a BlackRock, usually it's a Vanguard, or it's a Goldman Sachs, or it's some other kind of investment conglomerate that usually typically owns most of the um, majority of a company. They also have a very large stake in Tesla, those two that you mentioned. Vanguard? And BlackRock. Oh, and BlackRock too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Vanguard owns it. Like, like Vanguard controls, I think it's like $10 trillion of assets. Something, no, some it's ridiculous, not ridiculous amount of assets they have on their books. Um, so, yes, they own a lot of stuff. And for a, a man to, to beat out a, a conglomerate like that is pretty incredible. And it says something. Like um, people are like, you know, I've seen some takes or someone's like, "Oh, he's doing this for the financial gain." I'm like, "Eh, I don't, I don't know if he's doing this for the fun, for the, for the, for the, the short term, possibly." You know, uh, uh, I don't think so. I mean, Twitter did spike greatly, like 27 percent, whenever he announced this, because you know, you have a, you know, you have possibly change in leadership, and people see. Uh, you know, typically whenever wherever Elon goes to somewhere, he typically gets a lot of traffic and a lot of attention and typically turns companies around. I mean, look at Tesla. He bought Tesla and turned it into what it is now and founded SpaceX. And now it's the I mean, they're 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 beating NASA at their own game in a lot of ways when it comes to the ability to get um, crap off off the ground and into orbit. Um, you know, NASA NASA having to having to go to to spacex to to actually get stuff moved which is kind of incredible that is the most technical term for the aerospace industry is getting crap off the getting ground crap orbit. off the ground into orbit yes and so i don't necessarily buy the argument of what well, he's doing this just for the monetary gains is that can we look at it? spacex is still private so when spacex goes public his net worth will double probably overnight so i i don't it's not just about the the, the monies for him at this point because once SpaceX goes public, it's it's game over. Because like Jeff Bezos, who? Yeah. Well, that's well, that's that's when they go public. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when they will. Um, I know they're talking about doing the Starlink element to the internet side of SpaceX, making that public, um, which I'm interested in because I think that there. I mean, the fact that people are are on the waiting list for a year or two just to get a satellite dish is kind of. Um, incredible just the amount of demand and just how, how they can't make these things fast enough but what do i what, what do i really think is going on with all this and i kind of shared my thoughts on on uh, on this and what does this mean for twitter and jacob standridge as you know um twitter is the only account that i have left on social media or the or traditional social media account twitter is the only account that still exists with my name on it as my snapchat instagram facebook are all um erased from existence to a, to to quote doc brown um, for back to the future but what i think is going on here so elon before all this went down before all the the news broke that he bought this huge stake in twitter uh, he, he he posted a poll on march 25th saying free speech is essential to a functioning democracy now we can have debate on democracy but just regardless is free speech in, in you know essential to a functioning democracy you can insert into our society and insert into freedom stuff like that so people i know there's some autistic libertarians who are like oh my gosh i'm against democracy we i i i am not for this tweet shut up you're you're missing you're missing the point here shut up. Uh, do you believe that twitter 
rigorously adheres to this principle, the principle of allowing free speech. And uh, he freedom. <laughs> freedom. And he commented below and said, um, careful on how you vote because it could have, you know, it could have consequences and changes. And, you know, 70% of people voted no out of 2 million votes, which is kind of a lot. You know, 187,000 likes, 8,000 uh, quote tweets, and uh, 46,000 retweets. So 2 million people vote, voiced their opinion. 70% of them said that Twitter does not adhere to these um, to these um, tenets of free speech. And for some people, they may say, oh, well, you know, this is, these are all just alt-right neo-Nazis who are, who are voting for this. And they're, the, they're, they're, all, the, they're, all, they're all the anti-COVID people and the, and the anti-vax people. Um, Elon has like 90 million something followers on Twitter. Everybody follows Elon Musk on Twitter. I, I mean, if honestly, before Trump got banned, you know how you can go under um, people that you follow or accounts and you can see friends who also follow and you can see how many other than Trump, Elon was, was second. And I'm to be, to be fair, the president of the United States, the, the biggest personality of the last five years is beating out um, a CEO of a company. Okay, wow. That, hmm. <laughs> you know, that that, that, that says something. Uh, everybody follows Elon Musk on Twitter. Honestly, he's one of the reasons why I enjoyed Twitter so much was him and guys like Michael Malice and other um, people within the Liberty Movement always kept me chuckling and laughing and kept me coming back to the platform. So it's it's interesting that before this all comes out and announces, he says, hey, secretly, he, he he's already bought a bunch of Twitter stock. But he's like, hey, you know, does free speech, do you think that it's it's um, represented? Do you, do you think that Twitter values it on their platform? And, you know, overwhelming. Um, so majority said no. What do you think, Joe? What do you think about? What's he, what, what, do you, what do you think he's up to here? Because, I, I, I mean, I have I have, a, you know, some of my thoughts about it. But what, what do you think? Well, quiet. I think um, I think uh, Elon uh, does hold these values of free speech and an open source internet. And there was a thing about how um, he had tweeted out a poll or a question about an editing uh, option on the yes. Tweety. That was, I, I think that was after he right, and that was after I think he was put on the board, and they like almost immediately implemented that. And then the, the Tweety official came out and said, this had nothing to do with what Elon said. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay, sure. Um, I read a couple articles. Uh, uh, someone, uh, a former uh, Tesla uh, executive, uh, was warning the uh, the Twitter people about how you better put your running shoes on because Elon is does not mess around. So that, that could be good. Um, I could see him butting heads with the CEO of Twitter uh, because – I see, pretty woke from what I can I see. I see them that they're pretty at odds. And uh, Elon was on with, with uh, Glenn Beck uh, yesterday. I didn't watch the whole thing. Uh, I haven't yet to watch it, but they were talking about ESG, which is environmental government something. I forget what it is. But basically, it's, it's like a social credit score uh, and how he's not for that. So I could definitely see Elon being very pro um, – not 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 like right wing like you and I or like you know uh, like Ron Paul, but more uh, just kind of down the middle of just hey this is a platform where, where you're allowed to say whatever you want. Uh, I think it would be the greatest troll move ever, and this is to be the the checkmate of of Donald Trump handing over the torch of troll to Elon and, and Michael Malice handing the troll 
uh, awards to Elon if he brings back Donnie and Alex Jones. That would be the greatest thing ever. And that would make Twitter what it should be, uh, which is just a platform for people to say and do whatever they want within reason. Now, you can't call for violence and, you know, post all kinds of nasty stuff. You can't do that. But um, I, I kind of I hope that he takes it in the right direction. Um, there's another point I wanted to make. I can't remember what it is now. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Yeah, you know, I, I, I am optimistic about it. I really am. And I think that this is – I think that Elon – to call him a, a libertarian or even a conservative, I think, I think would be very naive. I don't think that he's either one of those things. But I do think that he does value the certain tenets of freedom of speech and um, freedom of expression. And, you know, it's – it's not e- it's not hard to look at what Twitter has done the past few years. I mean, gosh, just look at what happened here recently with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Twitter was lockstep with the corporate press for banning that story. You couldn't share that story. You couldn't post the link. I even tried. We tried to send it back and forth, and yep. they, they banned the you link. You couldn't even directly message it. You couldn't anyone. directly message the link. And then now that it comes out to be true... You know, what kind of, well, I'm saying, what kind of impact did that have on the outcome of the election? Now, people are going to be like, oh, Jacob, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't confirm that it would have changed the outcome of the election. No, I can't. But, you know, if there was a story about, about, um, um, so Don Jr. having a bunch of nasty stuff on his laptop, do you think that maybe might have, you know, swayed some Trump people to be like, ooh, well, he's doing, his son's doing really illegal stuff and Trump's involved in that. Maybe, mm, mm. or even some well, people on the fence are not going to be down uh, for that. There were polls taken after um, the story broke and they were asked, if you had known about this Hunter Biden scandal, would that have affected your vote? And a lot of people said, yeah, it might have. Yeah. I mean, so, and of course, of course it's election interference. Of course that's what it is. Much in the same way of when Comey came out and uh, about Hillary Clinton, the emails, and then, and then the, um, who's the guy that did the January, not the January 6th, but the Russiagate investigation, Robert Mueller, mm-hmm. the Robert Mueller report. Of course that's going to affect the election. You'd be an idiot to think it would. Yeah. So don't 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 play these games. Yeah, you have that, and then you I mean obviously the banning of Donald Trump, and I have been at nauseum on why I think I have Donald Trump should not have been banned from Twitter. Um, and look, if well, gonna... well, hold on a second, Jacob. Just because the Taliban didn't break the community <laughs> guidelines and Trump did, that's the reason why. It is because the Taliban, just because ISIS, and just because. Um, um, they don't the, post the, the beheadings the, on Twitter. The Duh. Iranian government and John Bolton and and um, doesn't um, the Ayatollahs on the Ayatollahs yeah. on Twitter doesn't um, I'm drawing a blank here. The one the former CIA director Clapper. Yeah, doesn't Clapper Brennan? have a Twitter? Yeah, Brennan. Brennan yeah. has a Twitter account. I know that. You know that that man literally. Um, through libertarians and Trump supporters in with um, neo-Nazis and KKK in the same breath. And no one called him out on that. Um, you had people that have lied on, on the stand to Congress. You have the Ayatollah. So, you know, people who are like, oh, well, Trump, Trump both the community guidelines. He incited a riot, which they've never. All of these people that are being tried right now for January 6th are not being tried for insurrection. 
They're being tried for destruction of property. They're being tried for trespassing. No one from January 6th has been tried for insurrection. So we can be if you if they're not gonna have the balls to sit there and tr- and get them on charges of insurrection, knowing full well that they'll get off. That's why they're. That's why no one is charging these people with insurrection. Can we please stop the 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 Trump tried to overthrow the election, guys? Yeah, by. Yeah, by having a bunch of unarmed people walk into a building, take selfies, and then leave. And the fact that right now, some of the um, January 6th um, um, accused are being let off because a judge rightfully said that, hey, the cops let them in. <laughs> the cops opened the door. How am I going to sit there and charge them with this when the cops let them in? <laughs> like, wh- what, what universe does this seem like this is, this is, this is going to be okay and, and just? No, Trump broke no, Trump didn't break any laws. Sure, you could call it, you know, uh, mean and stupid, like I've said many times on this show. Furthermore, you have people like Alex Jones, which, sure, there might be a case to be made where Alex Jones is not uh, allowed on a platform. But, you know, uh, t- looking back 2020, um, you know, with, with with the 2020 vision, a lot of the things the man said are kind of eerily tr- coming true. So you got that. People like Alex Berenson and Dr. Robert, you know, um, Malone have been banned as well. And a lot of the things that they've been saying have been, you know, kind of right. They've been they've been right more times than they've been wrong on this whole thing. Uh, but you're not letting you know, you're you're they have to be banned. So, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that could be done with Twitter. And I think that, you know, if you wanted someone to just go in there and. um just just wreck everything and just turn everything upside down you got the right man for the job uh, i don't see elon t- t- taking crap from anybody just from what people have said about uh working with him and uh, as a boss and as a co-worker um, he just seems to have, kind of have have that cavalier attitude go and get him attitude and the fact that now he's now that he's the the controlling shareholder of the company says a lot and the fact that he's he's on the the board of directors, so that means he's going to be at all the meetings. It means he's going to be voting on stuff. Um, you, you know, he'll be getting is, the memos. Yeah, he'll be getting all the memos and everything. So I, I you well, know, there, there's a big push for uh, new uh, social media platforms, and everyone is saying, "Well, Donald Trump's going to create one. Elon create one." Well, we see how like the things like um, Gab, uh, like Parlor, Parlay, Parlor, Parlor. Um, you know, there's how they in the Trump's Truth Social web um, social media sites have just gone down in in fiery in fiery flames. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they were sent back to uh, where, where did um where did Gandalf and that thing go in uh, Fellowship of the Ring? Oh, I don't know, down to the, the, the pits of of hell. I don't know. Anyway, um, so and they just haven't worked. So I think that the strategy is not to create a new uh, platform because. That really isn't working right now. Mm-hmm. So I think the strategy is is to kind of do a hostage takeover, a um like like hostage like the uh, the Samuel Jackson Kevin Spacey movie. <laughs> I think that's the 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 right solution. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Now, <clears throat> with all that said, what does this mean for Jacob Standards and his Twitter account, which is still active? Um, and you know, I'm probably gonna start putting my articles up there just for just more exposure. Um, for right now, just posting the links to them because I, I feel that if I have it, I might as well at least post it there because I think I had mo- more, most of the engagement from people that would read them are from there. 
Um, what does this mean, though, for for us? Because your Twitter's still active too, isn't it? Uh, probably. Is, is your Twitter st- have, have you have have you have you deleted the tweeting your account? Hold on, I'll, I'll see real quick. But what does this mean for for us using Twitter? You know, so regularly. Um, you know, I don't know. I have not decided yet what this means. Um, push comes to shove, I'll probably yeah, it's still up here. I'll probably still not be on Twitter regularly just because I just can't. Um, I just, I don't, I don't miss it enough. Now, under one stipulation, I will post a, a, a written tweet if Donald Trump gets put back on Twitter. And I will say, welcome back, sir. And then that, that'll be it. Because I, I'll say right now, Elon, if you're, ever, if you're ever listening, I will go back on Twitter if you put Donald Trump back oh, on Twitter. Oh, you know he's a long-time listener. Long-time listener, Elon Musk. In fact, you know, I just got, I just got off, the, off, off the phone with him. He gave me all the details about what's going on there so far. I can't say it all yet, but yeah. some big things are coming to Twitter. Long-time listener. You know, actually, our very first Patreon supporter. <laughs> Because, you know, we were his first phone call. We were his first phone call. You didn't call anybody else. didn't call any of his, uh, his people. He called us first. He did. He called us first. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I'm – that's the plans right now as far as Twitter. So if people are like, you know, um, you know, like the great comeback, Jacob 2022, it, it, uh, you're going to be tweeting that for a long time if you think I'm coming back full-time to Twitter. If, uh, if Donnie and Alex Jones are back on the Tweety, um, then I will consider going back. You want you want those two combined to go back? If if Donnie and Alex Jones are back, then I will consider it. Okay, that's a fair thing to say. That's fair. Now the chances that are, uh, that of happening are probably slim to like zero. They're slim, yeah. But I kind of don't want it to happen now. But at the same time, I do. <laughs> you don't know. It, it could it could happen. <laughs> Very well, could happen. Um, in the other news, I don't know if you had anything else you want to mention or talk about. Anything else you want to? Oh, I, I did see this. Um, I, I'm going to link link two articles. I think everyone should read both from the Mises Institute. One by our president Jeff Deist, and one by Ryan McMakin. Um, one by Ryan McMakin. I think people should read is called "The Rules Based Order Is Dead in Washington Killed It." Uh, the other one by Jeff Deist is called "The Wrong Elites Making the Case for Better." Elites and getting rid of the ones we have now. We should have impressive elites, not just people who. We shouldn't have uh, the Liz Cheney's of the world, or the uh, like the Jeff Bezos of the world, because those people ain't good. They suck. They ain't good. Um, the UN voted to remove uh, to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council, which is hilarious. Because oh my gosh. because wow. under the idea that well, because Russia invaded another country, they can't be on the on the Human Rights Council. And someone <laughs> said, two thousand three, anyone? <laughs> Russia killed civilians, guys. Therefore, they're a humanitarian crisis, and they're and they're 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 they're, they're violating human rights. And so, this is just a, a further evidence that the UN is has nothing to do with human rights or um, furthering democracy in the world. It's more so; it's a bully pulpit for the West and for the United States to do what it that heck whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. Because if they had any consistency, then the U.S. should have been removed in the early two thousands. Because well, the U.S. invaded uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and all those other countries, and the the UN just gave, just rubber stamped it or ignored it. So this whole idea because they invaded a country is just so. 
profoundly ridiculous. And people were making the the argument of, well, you know, those other countries, they were backwards and crazy. Ukraine was on its way to being a democracy. Hold up. <laughs> Wrong. That's not the case. So the mental gymna- gymnastics that people are having to... Uh, having to conduct is just beyond stupid um and it's really eye-opening on how much how many npcs are really out there as far as the russia ukraine thing but see joe you're missing you're missing one big thing about about 2003 america 9 11 happened okay so that right that kind of just yeah you know, it's that's the you know when, when, our, when our people are like hey you know jacob uh and, and people will say um you know, uh, whenever, whenever I'll come out and I'll say something like, you know, the U.S. committed atrocities in Afghanistan and Iraq, and they say, oh, and 9-11, like, well, you, you got me. Right. You got me. Because to, to right the wrongs of the past, or no, to go after the people that were involved, you have to go to countries that weren't involved. Yes, yes, right. that's true, yes. But, because, that, but it, it, it doesn't matter, pe- because, because we people, were attacked. So we were attacked. Well, because okay? the people living in mud huts that had nothing to do with the attacks on 9-11, they have to die, Right. In fact, there's actual footage and video of of U.S. troops and um, um, press going to some of these people who are just you know farmers and live off of less than a dollar a day. They ask them about 9/11. They're like, "What?" And, what then, is that? and then they'll ask them like, "Do you know, do you know where New York City is?" They're like, "What is what is New York City?" Yeah, they have no <laughs> these idea. These people have no idea what happened. Um, but they yet, don't have TVs. They don't have the internet. Yeah. Well, the, the internet didn't exist back then. But it does now. You know. Um, but you know, so 9/11 is kind of the trump card for everything. We was so we can do whatever we want because we were attacked. And you know, you don't want to be well, that was on the side of twenty years ago. But Joe, you don't want to be on the side of terrorists, right? If you don't fight them over there, you're gonna fight them over here. Exactly. You're gonna fight them over here, Joe. Um, and then uh, China begins buying Russian coal and oil in the yuan instead of the dollar. That, that's people don't realize on how big that is. So it looks like that. I don't. We talked about last weekend how um, uh, uh, Vladimir was going to do that thing where uh, all unfriendly countries had to start using the ruble to pay for oil and gas. I don't think he actually signed that. I think it was just a big bluff. So we may. I may have got that wrong, but. Uh, this is still happening. Like either they buy it in ruble or they buy it in the yuan, but this is still changing, and it we are seeing the slow death of the dollar reserve currency of the world, and that's it's changing, and I I don't think I don't think people I don't okay so the people that work at the treasury and at the Fed and in, and in the White House they have to see what's going on, either they are so ignorant to this fact, or they just. Are, are completely for it. It has to be one or the other. So they have to be very careful on how we go after these countries now because if if they stop using our currency to buy commodities, um, that's the end of America as we know it. And I don't think people understand that. Like our standard of living, the fact that people can sit up in, uh, in Los Angeles and New York and just uh, complain and, and talk about celebrities and what they're wearing on the beach, all that goes away. All that fantastic gifts to humanity of people talking about what people are wearing on the beach and what celebrities do on the weekends all that goes away that's my favorite so you're the idea that that uh you know the the these that, pro, that professional athletes make so much money every year all that goes away our standard of living will go to zero very quickly um and it's and it's really it's it's not our fault but it's it's these elites the elites it's their fault so Keep that in mind. I don't know. How do you? Can you prepare yourself for that? I don't know if you can. 
I don't know what I don't know what you can do. You can buy crypto, you can buy gold and silver. I'm not saying you should buy either one of those, but those are things you could do. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a things that other people are doing. Right. Other people are doing that. People say those are good investments. I don't know. But you, I think uh that's something to be on the lookout of. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of crap going on in the world. Um, you know, you got you got you got the uh, Twitters. You got uh, you got oh something else you had that went on today or yesterday actually that um Jackson was confirmed as the Kentucky. first um black woman to sit on, on the Supreme Court. So um, did we kill racism? I think that I think that we killed it because I mean, you know, you, you've had a black president, you have black CEOs, you've had a black you've had a black woman and a black man um on the bench in the Supreme Court. Not I mean. You know, you, you you have them both right now, but if you don't consider um, Clarence Thomas, because because of course he's not black, um, <laughs> you ain't black. You ain't black. Uh, you, this is it. They they have done it. They have defeated racism. It is over because now, now you know what else is there? Is that Chuck Schumer? It is Chuck Schumer. He oh said gosh. he said even in the darkest times there are bright lights. That's that that's that that's is very definitely inspiring. One way to say it. Definitely one way to say it. Um. You know, I did not follow this as much as I probably should have because I just frankly don't care because it's one of those things where um, whenever they throw up um, whenever they throw up uh, a new Supreme Court nominee and whoever's the controlling party, I can already guarantee how this is going to go unless there's just something, you know, oh, he killed a person 10 years ago. Well, maybe maybe I shouldn't vote for him even, <laughs> even if my party elected him. Um, I uh, you know I just I just don't care. I I, I just think this is such, such a nothing burger, um, and you know she's going to she's going to vote right alongside party lines. So for sort of people out there who say this is going to be a great um, achievement and change on the court, I think are a little naive. You have inspiring quotes like from our senator. In Georgia, Raphael Warnock said, No one is going to steal my joy. I'm a senator. I'm a pastor. But beyond all of that, I'm a father of a young black girl who said that Judge Jackson's ascension into the nation's highest court exemplified the promise of progress um, on which our democracy rests. Man, inspiring what? words. Inspiring words um, to know that to know that you can be um, appointed and uh, voted onto a, a bench, um, you know, partially for the fact that you attained the title of judge or a lawyer, but 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 more than that, that you fit the perfect classification and the perfect demographic choice that the president was seeking for. Um, you know, if she would have been a a a, a white judge, um, you know, I, I I I'm not sure that she would have had the opportunities that she would have had. At this moment, um, but you know, con con you know, the congratulations, um, Justice Jackson. We can all say now, because um, even if Trump had picked a black woman, uh, they she still would have been white. <laughs> well, yes, we like Clarence Thomas is actually white. Right, Clarence Thomas is not black. He just spent too much time in a tanning bed. That's that, that, that's honestly what it is. The Clarence Thomas is is not is you know for for some reason people are like oh my gosh we need. We need more representation on, on the Supreme Court. We don't have a black person, you know. We have uh, Sotomayor, 
Um, but but you know, we don't have a black person. And Clarence Thomas is like, am I invisible to you? <laughs> am, am I dead to you? Am I the help? Yeah. And what am I to you? Um, but but yes, we've done it. We finally got seen, not heard. We finally no, seen unseen and unheard. <laughs> we finally got uh, a black person, a black woman on the Supreme Court. So I think that's it. I think there's nothing else to fight. Is there anything else to fight for? You know, um, is this is racism? Racism done? is done. We have killed racism once and for all because of this. Um, you know, I have never. I this whole thing, I have not heard. Um, well, you know, she she votes good on this, or or, or I like her opinion on, on said issue. I haven't heard anything like that. All I've heard is, um, well, you know, she's black, and that's a reason enough to vote for. Her. And if you don't want to vote for her. What are you against black women ascending to high ranks of power, you Jacob? You must be racist. Gosh, you gotta be racist to to to, to oppose her. Um, uh, point of personal privilege and a prediction: uh, she will vote lockstep with every other Democrat. And um, the fact that she has um, a deeper ton of skin will uh, play no part into the way that she votes and the way that she writes up decisions or opinions. That is a hot take. Um, just in the same that Clarence Thomas's um, skin, in my opinion, has no bounds on the way that he votes or the way that he writes up decisions. There you go. Come at me, racist. Or, or people or people that want to call me racist, come at me. I, there you go. I said it, I said it against the the left leaning and the right leaning. Boom, come at me. Uh, uh, come on. I, I I just I you know I don't have, I have nothing else to say on that other than um, whoop de freaking do are we surprised? Yeah, I uh, I I'm not surprised at all. There's a big thing about Mitch Romney deciding to vote for, her, um, given her record on certain things, um, and a lot of Republicans and conservatives like are outraged. How can Mitch, how can Mitch Romney do this? And I just simply <laughs> said you wanted him as president. Yeah. You yeah. wanted this guy as president in twenty twelve. Yeah. I mean, versus versus Ron Paul. So there there's your great conservative here, you schmucks. Yeah. You morons are the ones that 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 ran Ron Paul out of town and, and, and you chose him. You wanted that guy to be president. You know, everybody loved Mitt Romney. Oh, they loved him. Mm, loved him up in twenty twelve. Oh my gosh, I can't use more can't get some more Mitt Romney, please. Oh please Mitch Romney. He's, he's so great. But he's a Mormon. I'll forget you, about that. But now you guys hate him. Oh no 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 sorry. Sorry. You gotta keep that. There are there are no returns. The fact that he has a spot as, as any political um to relevancy is because you guys put him in this position. Nope, nope. Sorry, you guys have you gotta you guys have gotta own that one. But the lesser of two evils, Jacob. The lesser of two evils. I, I can't. I can't. I'm out of. I just. I can't. I think this should go to show yet again that the lesser of two evils is still evil. I mean, it's like it's like it's like what I always say. The lesser of two evils argument is like saying, should I shoot myself in the foot or shoot myself in the leg? You're 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 bleeding out both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're you're gonna be permanently scarred and injured. You're not coming out from this situation a net positive, okay? Um, so yeah, lesser two evils is a stupid argument and needs to needs to go and die. And honestly, that's that's the reason why we're in the situation we're in right now, politically and country wise. So I that's all I've got as far as things to talk about. I don't have anything else to shill as far as 
Um, I, I could show our Patreon, if you don't mind me doing that real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, I chill. could show the Patreon. Guys, if you enjoyed the podcast thus far, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode, as well as exclusive episodes that we drop every now and then. Um, you can do that there. You can also um, buy a t-shirt Teespring store. I think it's called, it's a bunch of random letters behind it, but the link will be down in the description so you don't have to memorize the, 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 the little numbers. You can also um, subscribe to my sub stack. You can get on the email list. Best way to always get an inbox. Also, guys, if you're if you're an Apple user, this is, there's a Substack app. So now, so now there's no excuse of, oh my gosh, the, I didn't get the email, Jacob. I must have, <laughs> must have gone to spam. Now there's no more excuse for that. So now when I post an article and you don't read it, I'm like, mm, why don't you read the article, guys? Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, I have a new um, album, album review out. Uh, as I've already said, hello, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Hello, go listen to the record. Go read the review. It's really, really good. I thought, I, thought it was... Um, it's one of my favorite reviews that I've done so far. Also, my album of the year account. I'll find some way to link that. You also can just search Jacob Standridge, all one word, no space, no capitals, and like that. Look for look for a wild thing as the um, profile picture. Joe, anything that you want to shill? Um, we didn't do any predictions. World Series predictions. Oh, we could do World Series. Yes, because because uh, look, so Trevor Pluth correctly predicted the last year's World Series, Braves and six over the Astros. Um, and then this year he predicted Brewers over the White Sox in seven, which I think is a pretty bold prediction. Prediction for this year for let's let's just. Hmm. I'm thinking Tampa and maybe Tampa Brewers. You know I'm gonna pull. A, I'm gonna pull a bold one here. I'm thinking. Um, Tampa Bay race in the World Series, and then I'm thinking Brewers are nationally right. Yeah. Okay. Tampa right. Bay and Mets. Okay, I think I think Tampa, Tampa Bay. That's my that is my long shot. I think Tampa Brewers in six games. Tampa and four. <laughs> Tampa and four beat the Mets. That's it. Dang it. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Tampa Tampa Bay over the over the New York Mets in four games of the World Series. Boom, I'm calling it. Okay. Bold, bold prediction. Uh, Masters prediction, and we will see how wrong or how right I am on Monday. Um, I think Tiger will finish in the top ten, and I think it's going to be between – What's the score? It's, it's still got two more full days of playing, I don't Jacob. care. I don't care. Uh, Tiger will finish in the top ten. I think, I think Scotty Scheffler or Cameron Smith's going to win. That's who I think. We'll see how wrong or right I am in, on Monday. That is not a bold prediction. See, I had a bold prediction, okay? I I had a bold baseball prediction. Um, I think that Jack Nicklaus is, is going to be Arnold Palmer for the Masters. <laughs> Arnold Palmer's dead! <laughs> exactly my point. That's why he's going to beat him. Jack's not even playing. Exactly. Jack could go up there and shoot a, a plus 75 and, still, and my prediction would still be right. <laughs> So there you go, everybody. Well, that's been the show for today. I guess you could follow me on Twitter at Jacob Standards underscore if you wanted to um, get get the, the articles and links there as well. Um, also, if you don't, some people don't have my phone number. I'm not giving it out over the over the air. But if you are, like, I, I guess that what I'm trying to say is that some people may want to get in touch with me. Friends, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. 
Um, if you if you want to get in touch with me, I always shoot me a direct message on Twitter. I pretty much read all my DMs on Twitter because um, I know some people are like, oh, I only communicated through you through social media, and I haven't really found a good way to address all that. So Twitter's still there. And look, if you don't have my phone number, or if, or, or if I've never texted you at any point in my life, anyway, anyways, on that one. So. And you can you can make your own joke there. That's what we're pulling the old Craig Ferguson, the old Ty Wiggle, and you can make your own joke there. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, episode number 152. We'll be back on Monday. Go have some great weekend. Watch some baseball. And, of course, as always, go Yankees.